0: Hello
1: and welcome to Natural Geekery. This is a podcast that focuses on role playing games, creativity, storytelling, and the flow that can happen when friends or strangers sit down with some dice, some rules, and decide to tell a story. We currently feature an actual play called Wild is Plus, where there is no GM, only two old friends using a few rules and creating a fantasy world and a story from random die rolls. My name is Brian. Welcome aboard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Natural Geekery. Welcome aboard, indeed. Uh, Wildest Plus is taking the week off from our usual no-game-master role-playing experimental shenanigans, (laughs) and for this episode, I have another interview for you. Um, You know, I I just really enjoy sitting down with these interviews and talking with fellow gamers, Um, whether it be old dice rolling grognards like myself and we sit around and tell stories of running from religious zealots during the satanic panic, you know, or or new players who are just coming into this hobby due to this role-playing renaissance we are living in and find ourselves in. It you know, it just doesn't matter. It's all good. I find that there is just a wonderful commonality amongst us. And I love hearing everyone's stories and tips and tricks and how they they do things or things they've learned from this hobby about themselves. I just I always find it inspiring. And it is it's no different in this case as I am interviewing Alicia Marie, a fellow gamer who I have had the privilege of sharing the weekly game table with for the past two years. We are part of our Slayers Take D D fifth edition game. And Matter of fact, I actually need to keep this intro short because I managed to lose track of time during the interview since we were enjoying the conversation so much. And, yeah, we talk creativity, storytelling, 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 game mastering, uh, world travel, and, and, yeah, world building. It's all in there, so... Kick back, and I hope you enjoy the interview. I'll uh, I'll be back at the end for some information regarding our upcoming holiday schedule, and some other tidbits for the beginning of the next year. And yeah, speaking of next year, do we really think twenty twenty one is really going to happen? I I don't know. I'm I'm so nervous. Uh, I I. Maybe it's just a myth. Maybe we're just stuck in 2020. No, don't say that. Don't say it. Okay, enough of that. Let's uh let's get into the interview. Hello everyone, and welcome. This evening we are talking to Alicia Marie. She's a friend of mine, and I am honored to be around the table with Alicia as we play our weekly Dungeons and Dragons game. And uh, I extended the the olive branch of an interview to see if Alicia wanted to come on the show, and she definitely did. So I'm very excited to to introduce all of you to Alicia. And uh, yeah, hi Alicia, how are you tonight?
2: I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> good.
1: good, fantastic. We're gonna we're gonna talk role playing games and stuff and creativity. Before we get started, though. Give, give the folks out there a little, a little background of who you are and kind of where you come from and all of that. Paint them a picture so, so, they, so they know who they're listening to.
2: It's uh, big, broad strokes. One big stroke is being born in Hawaii. <laughs> okay. uh, another big stroke is spending a big t- chunk of time in uh, Naples, Italy. And for the last oh, 13 years, I've been in Indiana And can thank that for my parents being in the military. Um, I was very lucky in getting to spend each tier of my life so far. At 32, first portion was in Hawaii, second portion was in Italy, and the last portion's been in Indiana of all <laughs> that's places
1: a, that's a that's a spectrum i'm not yeah. sure what kind of spectrum but
2: <laughs> a, a very well it took me a while to to really appreciate especially the the latter half here mm-hmm. um because i mean, going from hawaii to italy to northern and southern indiana is very yeah. different um yeah. but i really have say it took a long time but i i really do love where i am now but yeah. Uh, th- those are, <laughs> that alone is majorly impactful uh, to my way of life. Not only di- did Hawaii uh, represent quite the melting pot of culture and and, and diversity, so does being a military brat. Um, oh, sure, sure. Let alone being in Italy <laughs> um, yeah. and Naples of all places, which is... Even in in Italy, you kind of get laughed at if you mention you're from Naples, because it's, oh, like, right. it's it's the dirty south. Um, oh no! And the there's dirty, a, the
1: dirty southern, dirty yeah. southern Italy. Okay.
2: And there's a lot of mafia stuff. I mean, Naples was making news about ten years ago for all the trash that just wasn't getting picked up. Mm. <laughs> but uh, mm. yeah, one of my. The old bus stops used to be a burning trash pile, uh, as an example. But the thing is, (laughs)
1: like literally a burning. Yes, yeah, literally a burning mattress one time. (laughs)
0: Wow!
2: But I I tell people that because that was kind of my first impression of like, why did I move from Hawaii to here? Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah. But truly, there the experience of living in Naples, Italy, specifically. Um, not only are you living in Europe, which compared to the continental U.S. is extremely old, <laughs> right. very, very old in many different ways. And the art there is amazing. The food there is amazing. The culture itself of the Italian culture is is, is wonderful, let alone I also had to be, have the lovely experience of this military lifestyle on top okay. of it. And it really, <laughs> really, uh, I, I couldn't imagine what my life would be like without that. Um, yeah. Truly.
1: Yeah. And so it sounds like, I mean, I would imagine from what I know of other people that I know that that grew up with the military family, there was a lot of flexibility needed. Yes. A lot of, a lot of adaptability and flexibility needed. Um, yes. And and it's sort of a trial where in a way you kind of find yourself in that, you know, like in that when everything's kind of topsy turvy and you're moving every six months or whatever, you kind of have to yeah. find your, your loci within yourself. Right. Um,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the biggest thing I, thankfully, I, I, I do go to therapy to talk about some of these things where there there's these chunks that you feel like you're missing in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Awesome
2: or these weird relationship issues like you always feel like someone's gonna move away or leave. Yeah, the one constant was you you can't like depend on uh, regularity. Irregularity is the regular.
0: Mm, Right, (laughs) right. You're like
2: okay, yeah. Literally, this person who just moved here could be gone in two months or whatever.
1: Yeah, not only are you in this topsy turvy environment, your friends that you're trying to get connections with, mm-hmm. they're in this topsy turvy environment. A lot of times, they're on a completely different timeline. There's lots of coming and going, and yeah, yeah, yeah that would be yeah. tough. That would be. But tough.
2: it was also super rewarding, like meeting so many different people. Where literally, they'd be like, "Yeah, I just moved here from Anchorage," uh, <laughs> or right. "I just was living in Rhode Island for a time," or weird happenstances of like, I lived in LA my whole life, but now I'm living with my dad, uh, for this portion. Um, and I'm, I'm not used to being like a military brat. I don't really consider myself to be, and it really, truly allowed me to meet people from all walks of life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, it's, uh, you know, as an adventurer, you've got the wanderer template.
2: Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) excellent very much so
1: (laughs) yeah right on okay so um very cool very cool i didn't you know i didn't know um i knew that you had lived in italy i didn't know um the hawaii bit and some of the other stuff there that um about that so thanks for sharing with that and letting us know let's 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 jump into the deep end um and let's talk role-playing games and storytelling and, and the fun we have with them. So uh, it's the first question i like to ask everybody, uh, what was your origin story? Um, You know, how were you introduced to role-playing games? What was the first thing that happened? How did it fall in your lap?
2: Um, I think, so I never had, there was no form of a drama club at my school, weirdly enough. So I never got to have that uncomfortable, like, improv style of any kind <laughs> like role play mm-hmm. um but about oh my gosh uh 6 or 7 years ago my former partner invited me to because they needed of course an extra player <laughs> just literally okay. here's a yeah. sheet here's some dice roll the the this shape or that shape when we tell you to. I don't even (laughs) know if I had a name. I knew I was like an elf druid, Uh, but it was Dungeon World. And um, at first, like just being that extra person, I didn't really have like autonomy. I didn't (laughs) didn't have an attachment to whoever I was or what I was doing. And being the only girl there, I was kind of intimidated by all these guys who've definitely – played everything probably yeah. but eventually yeah. we we played our own campaign and started playing more dungeon world but also then got into dnd uh probably 3.5 and then five okay um, okay the whole whole other world
1: <laughs> right yeah i think it's i think it's really cool that your your gateway game was dungeon world instead yeah. of dnd um yeah and dungeon world is such a much uh, it's just much more of a narrative story yes. and that you, uh, so w- what was that like for you um, jumping into a game that was, I mean, you didn't know the difference, right? Uh, just real quick. I like to say, I love fate accelerated, but fate accelerated is really hard to teach somebody who already knows how a role-playing game is supposed to work air yeah. quotes on that. Um, and they have these preconceptions that, okay, you have this, you have that, you have these different systems in play, like with D and D and it's hard to get them, understand Fate Accelerated or like Dungeon World because it's a much more open yes. narrative game. So I mean you didn't really know the difference I guess when you got started. So I guess the the question I want to ask is what was it like to go to D&D after playing Dungeon World so much?
2: I I I really love Dungeon World because I believe you also get experience when you fail.
1: Yeah, which I, I love I think that part.
2: Is really cool. And I didn't know if my dm um either was taking something from dungeon world or this was just his style but the way he always approached his game was if we ever came across a town he would ask us how big is this town is it a city is it a little uh shire is it mostly human or orc or uh is it an industrial type place or and it would be impactful for the players to actually be involved and i right. actually didn't even remember that until a few years ago in talking with one of my fellow players and realized that's an amazing dm tool mm-hmm. to yeah. a get the players involved and have you guys i mean the funny thing about tabletop especially with the like D D and, and dungeon world is it's as long as it goes well, the best group project you can probably be a part of.
1: <laughs> right. Right. A group project that that actually usually works yeah. <laughs> and everybody gets to play a part. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I was lucky that A, I, I always mostly hung out with mostly guys. Um, and for the first time in a long time, when I was playing Dungeon World and stuff, I was the only girl out of this group with a bunch of guys from Like Bedford, (laughs) and they were easy to get along with. It was mostly goofy and full of snacks for six plus hours, and (laughs) just I I was like, "Well, this is checking every box for me." (laughs) (laughs) And between Dungeon World and D anD D Five E, I guess I just was excited to make somebody. Even though the first character I probably made was a mute hermit who was definitely <laughs> never going to talk
1: oh was, wow okay that yeah. was your first dnd character was a mute yeah hermit?
2: i'm trying to okay. remember what her name even was but she That's, was probably it, like
1: it sounds like dungeon world had some influence there i'm thinking
2: oh yeah i <laughs> i just didn't want to i i'm always uncomfortable i mean it's, it's very different now that i've played dnd more and i think thank you dnd that I had to come out of my shell to try the role playing thing and actually enjoy it now. But at first that was not going to happen.
1: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So in dungeon world, when you were playing the dungeon world game and the DM is asking you these questions and were were you guys doing a lot of role playing or character interactions or it was just sort of, we do this and we move on and check the box and roll the dice.
2: It was probably a bit of both, but it was a bunch of like, dorky guys who just wanted to do stupid stuff which yeah sure
1: right is easier
2: to role play definitely there was not a serious note ever
1: (laughs) right okay there wasn't there wasn't like serious uh character moments yeah right 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 gotcha so what about that first game like so let's take take me back i like to live vicariously through folks that through their first experiences, right? Like, so take me back. You're, you're at the first game. What was it that like clicked that you're like, yeah, I want to do this again. I want to go, I want to come back next week.
2: I think, I think I love the fate aspect of what are you going to get from that D 20? Yeah. And no matter what number that is, um, and even with your bonuses, it, it, it really comes down to like, what are you trying to do um, to a point. And I mean, I love accessories. So I love getting to, Ooh, this is something that you can do. You can, you can roll that die and it does something. And right. uh, in the case of dungeon world, I mean, even with failure, getting a natural one in dungeon world, it was actually a joyous occasion. <laughs> right.
1: I mean, you, you get, you can get smacked by the DM because I think if I'm remembering right, the DM now has the privilege of doing a hard move on yeah. you, right? Like he can, he can really, or she can really uh, bring the pain, so to speak, if you roll the natural one, but, but you get an experience point out of it. So
2: yeah. And it's, it's
1: not so bitter.
2: No, no. It's not ooh instant death or anything like that. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think it was truly, um, I mean, I walked into an apartment where I only knew my partner at the time and one other friend, and then there were five strangers and mm-hmm. I sat at its table. Um, and at first I was like, I don't know, I'm just kind of an extra. And I was given a sheet don't really care. But once they were like, okay, next time you can make somebody. Cause we could tell like, you didn't really have much of an attachment. And they were like, right. all these guys who saw that and go, we can tell that you could get into this.
0: Mm-hmm. And we're going to help mm-hmm.
2: you. And okay. I think that alone, when you actually have nice people at the table,
1: right? I mean, right. goodness
2: gracious! If you have nice people at the table, period. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a nice time.
1: Yeah, and it's 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 in my experience, it, it's a real rarity to have someone that's not nice. Now, don't get me wrong; I know they're out there. But, oh
0: yeah. <laughs> um,
1: uh, yeah, for anybody that maybe is just new to the game or to all this role playing business, you know, I think it's the 90, 10 rule for most players.
2: Yeah. Which uh, I mean, as far as niceness, I've I've been lucky. Um, I've only had one occasion where just because uh, my former partner and I did break up and it made sense to maybe not be a part of that campaign anymore, which I right. know a lot of people who've had that kind of situation, even with their friends and, it it can end well or not thankfully mm-hmm. it was fine um but i know a lot of people I, I i have had horror stories or you're a girl don't come to this table yeah or, that's, that's you don't stick to the mm. rules like thankfully mm. i've been with people where they like bending the rules they like playing around i mean it's it's a, it's a game and that's really
1: yeah and a lot of
2: people have to remind themselves it's a game
1: <laughs> yeah it's a game we're here to have fun and we're here yes. to tell the story and don't let the rules stand in the way of a good time is one of the yes mottos i tend to stick with i think we've already talked about this a little bit but in your the experience of the games you played so you've played D D, you've played dungeon world any any other games that you've you've jumped into or or played around with it's
2: yeah, um, okay. I've played a decent amount of okay. Uh, Pathfinder. Okay. Um, okay. There was a time where I was going to the common room, uh, I think every weekend and, and playing. I, I liked the idea kind of like adventure league to a point of like, this is a chapter. You do this in one session and like yeah. you get right. your little badges or whatever. And
0: right. Right.
2: you can play the same character and, and really get them leveled up in such a surefire way. Sure. Um, which was enjoyable. Everything has its strength, of course. Um, mm-hmm. I had played a, a a bit of Starfinder for a while, yeah. um, and I I played a one off uh, Dragon Age. Um, oh yeah, okay, okay. role okay. play game, which was mm-hmm. different because it was just a d6 based way of playing. But yeah. um, I also love the world of Dragon Age, so. Cool compared to so many other uh games where i'm like i don't know the world for pathfinder i don't know the world for whatever this D&D campaign is or whatever but dragon age I was like yes i know the lore i know the history you were, you were in i was like is not you, had, be the hard. Buy-in. you <laughs> yeah. had
1: the buy in you had the buy in right right so what kind of style of game do you enjoy do you enjoy the more narrative uh players Enjoying each other's role playing, being able to put in their two bits about the world qu- uh, uh, creation as it goes, or more of sort of the crunchy style, uh, Pathfinder-ish, uh, even d and 5 to a certain extent, style mm-hmm. of play, like what,
2: what I do think, you think? I think that it all really matters with like the players and the DM with um, kind of the shared entity in such a way like it's it's yeah. a yin yang of like you really you can't play dnd without your players and you can't play dnd without your dm mm-hmm. um and there has to be a balance there but i do believe that one of my favorite parts at, on being on one side of the screen and the other is is the the players driving that narrative and mm. i have found a lot more joy out of even if if the it's just a regular conversation,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: that has been far more enjoyable to me, especially lately. Um, than like, all right, dungeon crawl,
1: right, Let's right. Do okay. your saving throws. <laughs> Everybody in marching order, you go ten feet. Yeah. Make a search roll. Yeah. Okay. You look around that corner, and it becomes very um, yeah. uh, robotic. Isn't the word, but um mechanical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In in that style, and I think yeah, um, the 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 back and forth of RP interaction, I think is what I think a lot of us is what that's what we're going for. Once we get a taste of really good uh, player character interactions around the table, once you get a taste for that, it it tends to not go back really too much.
2: Yeah, yeah. Don't get,
1: don't get me wrong. I do like a good you know old style rules dungeon crawl, but you know that going in, right? Yes, you, You're exactly. not expecting you're not expecting intense character debates uh yes. with uh D&D first edition. I guess you could have them, but it's, a, it's just a different <laughs> it's a different feel, right? Oh, for sure. So, uh you mentioned DMing. Mm-hmm. And um so you've done some, you've done you've run a couple games. I know we've I know we've talked about that yeah. uh, previously. <laughs> and it sounds like you like it. Do you like it? You like DMing? You like putting the stories hey. together or
2: I do. I get very nervous about it. I get very in yeah. my own head, which is why um, I haven't DM'd. I mean, we haven't done a lot of things the majority of this year, specifically. But well,
0: you're
1: right, right. Um,
2: I I haven't DM'd because um, I got very busy with my my work life. But um, when it when it is going well, and I do feel prepared enough, because um, I think if anything. I'm a writer at heart. Okay. And it's hard to plan for the well what if my players decide they actually want to go check out the meadow across the street <laughs> and not the town that oh. I did not I did not plan for. And it's more so I need to get more comfortable with the thing that I've never been super comfortable with, which is the, the yes. And the improvisation, the, mm-hmm. the openness uh, to a point, um, I guess to a, to a point, it's also a form of vulnerability. <laughs> sure. But,
1: no, that's a good observation. I think.
2: Yeah. Uh, I do love um, kind of just breaking those rules of, of D and D to a point where I, when I started, I told my players, you can be pretty much anything you want to be. Cool. Give me an idea. We're going to figure it out. One of you want to be a centaur, and that's not a typical race in D&D right now. Let's make it work.
1: Nice. Nice.
2: Uh, One of you wants to be a vampire. I think that'd be really fun. Let's figure (laughs) it out.
1: (laughs) What if I want to be a vampire centaur?
2: Uh, yeah, we i, okay, got, cool. I invented All right. a centaur and one of my players is a vampire.
1: Nice. So okay. it wouldn't
2: be too hard.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well it, it could be a natural course of events. You just yes. don't know. Right. Okay, cool. That's awesome that to have to be able to give your players that kind of openness and freedom in, you know, instead of like, no, we don't have rules for that. That's yeah. that's very that's that's great. That's great to hear. What's the uh, what's the wackiest character? So far uh, in gosh. this freeform uh, style.
2: Mm, I'm trying to think of my NPCs, which they're mostly normal, <laughs> but I think in the, the immediate group. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, they're all really goofy because they're my friends who wanted to be goofy. Uh, yeah. And I let them be. And goofy one of my friends, uh, Jesse made an earth genasi. who, uh, she is the, uh, child of essentially, uh, Legolas and Gimli. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and they, yeah, they, they traveled to make a wish, like with a genie who looks a lot like Dolly Parton.
1: Okay, nice. <laughs> so, That's fantastic.
2: Like there's already so much. And for this character already, she's the 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 barbarian of the group. She also really wanted to like exercise that aspect of her. So I invented um essentially glow in my, my city of Waterdeep, which <laughs> For folks who
1: don't know, Glow is Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Yep. Uh, was it was it on Netflix, I think. It or? was
2: uh well, it was the originally an actual 80s show with real female wrestlers. Yes, i
1: I do remember it, unfortunately. Yes.
2: So, so yeah. it, it was um it was right before I was born, but for the show on Netflix, it was taking at least heavy inspiration. Um lots of glitter lots of big hair lots of weird (laughs) acting um and i created that for her character and she came up with her wrestler name which is beefcake (laughs) it's just already just just, Mm and that's one of my characters and they're don't you love it though
1: you just you it goes back to you open the door right you open the door and be like okay i'm gonna do this and uh, we'll see what happens. And then your players just eat it up or maybe not everybody, just one player just goes nuts. Right. Yes. That's yes. the best feeling. That's the best feeling. So um, th- what did you have trouble with when you were like, when you go to GM, you've talked a little bit about it, that like, you get nervous, <laughs> you have some anxiety with it. And that's, that's, I, I still have anxiety oh, when yeah. I go to run a game. I mean, I think that's just part of it, but was there anything else? Was there anything you had any difficulties with, Either going um, into the game or during the game
2: I mean, I think if anything my my fault as per usual is having so many things I want to do, but mm. unable to truly focus on the one thing that I need to do for them at that time because I've got so many tiers of what they could do down the road that I really want to work on, but also they're they just Got to the Feywild, which <laughs> the Feywild there isn't very much of it in actual D anD D five e. Yeah, and if anything, that overwhelmed me with trying to figure it out. And I think, if anything, it's just the typical anxiousness of my players might not enjoy playing this, that's or the, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it, right? Like that's you you don't want to ever have a session and it's going to happen, right. Or it might happen in some form, but you you really don't want that session where it's the end of the night and, you know, things just didn't go well. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's time for a table chat usually when that happens or some sort of, you know, sit down with players and everybody puts the characters aside and you say, even if it's on a, a chat board or over uh, a separate zoom call or something. And you're like, okay, what or the, the beginning of the next week's game or whatever? And you're like, okay, what's going on? You know, yeah, like, where, like, where are we?
2: What happened here? We're, I feel like yeah. we're struggling and yeah. not enjoying ourselves because remember this is a bunch of adults <laughs> playing pretend um,
1: with little sparkly candy dice
2: oh yeah Yeah, Uh, it's just plastic but you know we really like rolling them around and playing pretend (laughs) so let's let's maybe discuss what do we really enjoy doing talking or rolling dice um right or exploring or something and i i have wanted to get back to it um and I actually just this past weekend was talking with my players and I was like, so it's been like almost a year since we played our game. Do you guys still want to wow. play? And they're like, yes. Like, okay.
1: <laughs> they were just waiting for the flag, right? Yeah.
2: Just- and which, I mean, that, that flag, I, I waved it around four or five months ago, but you know how <laughs> oh. uh, 2020 has been. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But there's just always that, uh, please reassure me that you do want this and Mm -hmm. I can start working really hard at getting ready for that because I miss it too. I, I, I do miss DMing a lot. Yeah.
1: So that's good. Are you, were you able to get a game in the books?
2: I mean, I I've, I've been poking at the game. Um, There's always just like, there's this, this part where they just got to the Feywild, but I have, like the next chapter ready, but there's that right. middle part where I'm like, man, that was probably my cat.
1: And a cat has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, any, do you have any, uh, let me, cause there might be somebody listening. There might be a DM, somebody who's oh, yeah. just getting started, who maybe has a game coming up or is thinking about taking the steps to run a one shot or a two shot for their group. You got any tips or tricks or things to share from the experiences you've had so far?
2: Um, I think my thing is, even if you were running a pre-made one-shot or even a pre-made exercise like I did for like Waterdeep Dragon Heist, um, I greatly enjoyed Waterdeep Dragon Heist, but there were some aspects to it that I really wanted to make more personable for my players and myself um, making the city more hours um, rather than this is pre-written uh, mm-hmm. let's just go off the, the book um, I want I wanted to listen to my players and ask them like what would you like to do what would you like to play because I think three out of the four hadn't played D&D
1: ah, uh, okay okay
2: and now one of them has been DMing, co-DMing a game for the last five months. And oh, cool. it feels really nice. But it's it's more so I approached it as a person who'd been playing D&D for a while, trying my best not to get overwhelmed by the D of old, of how it's always been yeah, or what right. the roles might be, and how five E limits you to just what it is. And mm-hmm talking with my players and and creating items for them and working with them has been the most rewarding thing as a DM to play or like truly play within that world and make something your own. And if anything, try really hard to remember it is a game and to try and read your players of like, it it's it will be okay, you would know when things aren't good
1: <laughs> right trust that right like yeah, just trust that because you, you it's know. so true, it's so true,
2: and it, we literally went from having like the best game ever to me just feeling like maybe not. I'm just have a lot of self doubt <laughs> <Like, laughs> this is maybe I shouldn't be dming ever, but I was also overwhelmed by a new role at work that that yeah. took up a lot of time and sadly dming had to it, it takes a lot of brain power and, and remember like it's okay to take your time if you want to you could make a session for once a month it doesn't have to be a weekly event um, right because i'll tell you what it takes a lot out of you if you want to be as involved as you'd like to be so
1: yeah no i think that's that's really good advice um all of it. All of it is solid right. advice. So any newbie out there, uh, listen to Alicia because that is excellent advice. And I think, you know, the the part you said about, you know, make it once a month, make it once every two, months, like make it so it fits your schedule. Don't let yourself get overwhelmed because you can get overwhelmed overwhelmed really quick because it does take, even when you're doing like a Dungeon World game or any Powered by the Apocalypse style kind of or narrative style game, which is more Hey, you come up with a problem, and I don't know how you guys are going to get out of it. You have to figure it out. But I came up with the problem, so let's go. And that's yeah. a little bit faster. It doesn't require as much work. But even even that style of game still takes work. And don't under don't over or don't underestimate the impact yeah. it'll have. Yeah, that's really good advice. No, I your totally limits are. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and you know, it's like it's like Dungeon World. You may not know until you fail
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and get Which, that
1: experience point
2: <laughs> tpks i've i've been a part of i i'm a very oh, forgiving man. dm um to a point if you have a problematic player who wants to keep pushing the envelope because you already told them they can do pretty much anything they want you can have those little moral like little morals sprinkle in and and mm-hmm. also remember you are level two
1: yeah, you're loved. Yeah,
2: you're just a toddler.
1: <laughs> please please remember there are 20 guards in the gatehouse.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: and you you want to go in, and okay, here we go. Right All now. right. Yeah.
2: And <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't think this is a good idea, but yeah. So I forgot to ask. I skipped over this question. I love asking people, tell me about your character. People love to talk about their favorite character, whether it's one you're playing currently or maybe your first one or your I don't know, but if you have a favorite character, tell me about tell us about it. Let's hear it. I mean, this is
2: a <laughs> uh, I've got probably three. I really, really adore one. I only had for one shot that I've now incorporated into my own DMing world. Oh yeah, uh, you're
1: not you're not alone there. It's all yeah, good.
2: I <laughs> that's um, a badge. <laughs> my longest and highest level character who has become quite infamous within our group is and um, Ciannadel, who is a blood hunter and a part of the Slayers Take group. And mm-hmm. she's uh, also the leader, which she just is very confused oh, by.
1: That was a fun scene, by the way. <laughs> I just want to gush for a minute that that was a fun scene. So
2: that was good uh, stuff. Yeah. She's uh, taught me a lot of, you need to be vulnerable, Alicia. You need to be vulnerable. I hate it, but we got to do it. Uh Um, especially recently, uh, there's been a lot of, I mean, now that you're getting higher level, uh, you just can't be the dark brooding person with a weird backstory. It's all coming (laughs) out. Um, but it always
1: comes around.
2: Yeah. She, I mean, she always loves to just fight, fight, fight. And now she's having to learn how to take time to care about things that aren't just revenge. Um, right. Right. And enjoy stuff, which I, Daniel, our DM took a second, I think last Thursday uh, in our break. And I think it was just him and I in the chat and he just goes, Hey, Alicia, I just want to let you know, like, I'm really enjoying what's going on with Elwyn right now. And I was like,
1: yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's I a little mean, bit of magic. It really is.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, that whole, th- the whole thing we had a couple of weeks ago where all of a sudden an old friend shows up, that was, that wasn't pre-written or anything. That was just kind of like Daniel taking a second as a DM of like, what would Elwin do if, she, if someone she actually cared about, she thought was dead was still around. And I was like, Oh, give me it. Give me another week. (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) Try to figure that out. Cause I mean, as a writer, uh,
1: and here's what's cool about that. So what you're saying is the DM kind of hit you with that question, but then you said, Hey, give me another week. And then that, so that event of the friend showing up was delayed a week. So you could get your brain around it.
2: Yes, I didn't See, want that. Their-
1: that's great. That's a hint right there, right? Like, yeah, that that the DM didn't try to force this event on you and put you in pressure to be like, okay, what what's Eloin do right now? And you know, that's yeah. he that that shows um, a lot of care and mm-hmm. a lot of compassion for your players. I just want to kind of point that out because a lot of DMs might be like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this to my player, and uh, rethink that. Yeah, uh, but it's okay to let your character, your player, know. Hey, I'm gonna. This is gonna happen. I'm not gonna tell you details, but are you ready for that now, or do you want to wait? That's yeah, great. He, That's a great example.
2: He gave me a name, and I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, well, get, maybe get ready to role play that tonight. And I just messaged him at some point. Um, first off, we have a a pretty decent sized group. Yeah, And to have, I mean, we are working really hard to work on our just players running the narrative and role-playing, which mm-hmm. I honestly have really, really enjoyed. Um, but I, I was worried if I'd be able to be emotionally or mentally <laughs> with role-playing, <laughs> uh, prepare my character. Right. Who... When I think of characters, even if I just am writing it for a story, it is an extension of myself, even if it's just a droplet or a nice big sliver of me, like absolutely pumpkin pie sliver or something
1: <laughs> big chunk of pie
2: yeah elwin is a is a has become a big chunk of me and yeah. and it's the longest i've I've played a single character. um He presented that question to me, and I was like, "I need a second because I feel like oh man. Who I I need to I need to know who this person is to really right. have that like
0: yeah
2: why does this so this old friend of hers did not exist um until uh, the week prior <laughs> or yeah, technically right, right. the afternoon before we played <laughs> 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 but yeah Eloin's a very um beautiful character yeah. uh, as a fighter and also just like she's she really cares a lot and uh so do I (laughs) yeah um but I think uh uh, for my other two characters I really care about uh for very different reasons um for the I think there's the grad student one shot I invented uh, basically Florida woman who yeah, right. uh, oh Kai God. Kai Blackwater who is a monk water genasi who is oh she wants to make jerky out of everything she's got a swamp mouth she is just.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to remember what did you make jerky of in that game? I you, uh, frogs. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you made jerky like, out of the frog people. Uh, the frog people. The, <laughs> frog people, the
2: <laughs> oh, oh, <geez. laughs> which I I would not recommend. But yeah, I, I've incorporated her into uh, my my campaign, my Fairy Fire campaign that I run. Mm-hmm. Um, she's now a bard though, <laughs> and her her dad is a tortle. Oh and they wow. Both, yeah, they basically nice. drive a, a freight ship in and out between the main material plane and the Feywild, which is a whole thing, but oh, wow. I was That like, sounds
0: cool. Okay.
2: I don't want you to just exist in this one shot. I want you to exist in everything. So, I mean, <laughs> so, why don't you
1: why don't you just like tell the DM and say, "Hey, you should run that game again." Like what? Oh yeah. What, um, what kind of DM just runs a runs a runs a one shot and doesn't let you play again
2: well we <laughs> <laughs> i think we've mentioned a few times how much i mean the, the grad students have made an appearance uh yeah. a few just, times just, but yes i i would love to i mean she also on top of everything um is a like a marine archaeologist mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. underwater temples and stuff is like Wait. her thing but she's such Let's be honest, she's a dumbass. And <laughs> right. I sometimes, love her. sometimes,
1: yeah, sometimes characters that are train wrecks are, the, yes. are, the, oh, are gosh. the can be the favorites really quick. They're
2: so much fun. Um, and then uh, my third character uh I've been playing in, in a game that uh our friends have co-DM'd with a million of us. She's an artificer who's also a tiefling, but she's Super intelligent. And in like our first session together, uh, she was been working on this like power glove that was supposed to shoot pyrotechnics. Okay. And she rolled a nat one. And I was like, she definitely mm. just lost the tip of her finger. Um, okay. Okay. And the DMs were like, Are you sure about that? And I was like, Actually, I think this is going to start something for her.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: And she she's a weirdo she's kind of a creep who goes dump, dumpster diving and <laughs> yeah. uh is of course a
1: dumpster diving artificer of course yeah
2: it makes sense she's it always does. like did you just throw away like that perfectly fine coat hanger what is wrong with you like <laughs> just i mean it's it's her treasure for sure and um I've definitely played up like the creepy girl who sits in the back of the classroom but she's super intelligent mm-hmm. um she's just always drawing in her, her journal of all these inventions she'd love to make. And, but the big goal now, after blowing off a part of her finger, she's like, well, I could, I could help build things for people who are disabled. Cause she's, oh, cool. she's from uh, in, in the, the campaign for wild mountain, she's from Hupperduke and it's mostly people working in industry.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: it's not uncommon to see people Getting injured all the time. Right. So she took that as like, I am going to be making things to help people someday. But until then, she's just being a big old weirdo.
1: <laughs> nice. Well, and that's, that's, have you ever heard of the term uh, failing forward? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah there's okay. no
2: like, it when, when it happened, yeah, it, it hurt. But she's like, no, I can, I can make this better.
1: Yeah. Let's make this better. Like, well, just as a player, right? Like, yeah. I rolled a natural one the dm didn't do that to you the dm didn't say okay you blow your finger off yeah. you looked at the dm and said no i blow my finger off like that's yeah oh mm.
0: yes. gotta love it
1: i love it i love it um <laughs> And just for the record, is I want to bounce back real quick. Uh there was an in joke going on there because I'm the DM who dm oh, that yes. one shot.
2: For <laughs> <laughs> Kai Blackwater, the grad yeah.
1: students. So I'm the one to blame for not running it again. So uh maybe, maybe that's some pressure I'll have to uh look towards here in the near future.
2: Oh, someday. Uh,
1: someday. It'd be a nice it would be nice to play those graduate students in person, though.
2: I agree. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I miss uh playing in person period yeah same um, same. yes one day
1: one day (laughs) let's talk about um I like to ask this question too I'll go ahead and ask it real quick we're in this renaissance we're in this D&D renaissance this role-playing renaissance everything is pretty cool and groovy uh where do you think we're headed what do you think what do you think might be the next step uh and if you don't know that's cool cuz I don't know that's why I'm asking everybody.
2: <laughs> well, I believe I mean we we're already seeing a a positive change within Dungeons and Dragons the company specifically
0: with mm-hmm.
2: having mm-hmm. to look very hard at their hard past of what makes a race violent or not mm-hmm. or bad or villainous or, let's say, evil. Um, sure. And that alone, alone right there has had to change. Um, there, There have been folks asking for a long time, how do I play a disabled player, like a disabled character? I myself am disabled or me being a person who's aware of people being disabled. Mm-hmm. Are we really gonna sit here and believe that in this world of fantasy, that everybody's just able-bodied. And sure, there might be changes within Dungeons & Dragons or Wizards of the Coast down the road, but I think what has been the most rewarding thing in the past three or so years, at least, we're doing it ourselves. Yeah. And we are making it available so easily. And it's honestly, the only thing (laughs) that's hard is keeping up. Which sure. Yeah. You can say yeah. that about anything. Well, but, yeah.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a, it's a rapid fire pace right now. I mean, I, yes. I remember back when 3.5 was on fire and everybody and their uncle had a supplement out. Uh, but we didn't really have the internet then like we do oh, yeah. now, yeah. you know, and we didn't have, uh, the DMs guild and drive through roleplay, play. Right. Like, uh, it's hard to keep up. I don't yeah. see how people even can keep up. There's so much good <laughs> stuff and it's good stuff. It's not just like.
2: It's amazing. Yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah. I think if anything, the past few years with um, live uh, table RPG uh, mm-hmm. games and also podcasts, um, it's really In in my opinion, for me personally, because I definitely will not speak for other people, it has helped me a lot as a player and as a DM. Mm. And um, yes, critical role is amazing and I absolutely adore it for many reasons. Um, I've learned a lot from Matt being a DM and I've learned a lot from the player's role-playing. But also there are several podcasts uh, that have taught me that you can do whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) You can seriously make anything happen. And I think that has been the, the, like, once I learned, it's kind of like to a degree, I remember reading a a post recently where Laura Bailey, who's in, in critical role in campaign one realized Wait, you can you can date in D and D. Like you can date <laughs> your character can date other people. For me, it was listening to other podcasts and having them play and not ye old fantasy,
0: <laughs> which uh-huh. I
2: love, I, I do adore and love. But like going, you could literally be in the modern world right now and just have a little bit of magic or something. Or yeah, uh, like. I am overwhelmed. I've i did it to myself in my own game by the Feywild, but I just had to tell myself what do you think of when you think of the Feywild? Look at mm-hmm. all the movies or books you've read in time that like Hook or uh my favorite yeah. legend.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, two good ones, two good and ones. And
2: there I mean it's there's so much um and there's so many people my age who or gosh, there's kids who can do it. And I think that's the beauty of DD 5E. Anybody. You see the D &D grandma and then you see, hey, I'm teaching my four and five year old how to play.
0: Like,
1: yeah, yeah. It's it's
2: amazing.
1: It's such a cool thing. You you were you just now were talking about inspiration, like where you go to get stuff for faywald Where 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 do you find inspiration when you go to game or when you DM? Uh (laughs)
2: it's uh everywhere literally um oh yeah okay back in the day when i worked as a uh, barista at a certain uh coffee shop uh hmm. just seeing people just people watching in a way you can just make so many uh npcs or just side characters in a story of some sort and music has been a major one like i was i wasn't in drama club or anything but i was a major band nerd I was okay, yeah. I was the captain of the marching band and everything, but because my instructor was amazing and had us play like Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean, I got very into instrumental soundtracks which Huzzah. easily <laughs> paved the road to video game soundtracks. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And as a person who didn't grow up with video games, I wasn't allowed to. Uh, it's funny looking at the things I was and wasn't allowed to do where my mom's like, no, no gaming consoles in this house. Okay. But you can totally watch Legend <laughs> 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 or Willow or uh, right. Right. They, like, Harry Potter's fine, even though we're super religious. I don't think it's evil. I think it's amazing. You can uh-huh. re- read it all and watch it all. Um, and,
1: but no game consoles,
2: but no game consoles. Well, that's cool. No. That's a,
1: that's a choice. That's just fine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, I, I do this, uh, what if game with myself a lot, which is like, I mean, it, it's, it's any, you can do it with anything, but like, what if dot, dot, dot within like D&D as a DM, like, what if you made a spell? that was like hit, hit rewind on something and like make somebody like walk backwards out of the room or something. Yeah. Like a like time, what, like a time would, rewind. Yeah. And it could be some type of time magic or, or whatever. Like you can make your own thing. And I think if anything, there's this beautiful thing with, within the um, D D company with, the what is it the unraveled arcana with uh-huh. yeah different little sectors so. of class or race or what have you there, there's this really fun thing with D D beyond where you can invent spells and build them or race right. and right. build them right and it's fun to get a little bit of a speck of watching something or reading something or listening to something and take that and run with it Or take bits of it all and put it together into something, which is essentially my DM style, which is also why I get a little overwhelmed sometimes because I find a lot of joy and love and a lot of things, Mm -hmm. um, which is super fun but it's hard to focus
1: <laughs> right when you have so many different options yes. presented to you or that you've presented yourself. I've got to ask, um, it sounds like you're doing it a little bit with the Feywild, but have you done any world building where you've said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do a landmass and I'm going to start making, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. It it sounds like you uh, may be on the edge of it anyway. So. <laughs>
2: well, outside of tabletop, I, well, it started as a fanfic for Skyrim and turned into an eight-year project of me building a fantasy world. Um,
1: nice. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I saw no. all the hints.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, awesome. I, as a person who never read uh, Lord of the Rings or anything mm-hmm. like that, I never had a, a, a very strong, big world inspiration. I never read any of the big high fantasy books that were really like I I only read, um, is it Terry Brooks recently? Mm-hmm. Um, with some of okay. like sort of Shannara, the Shannara Chronicles and um I think there's like some Terry Goodkind as well that mm-hmm. has like big world stuff. Right. But I never read that uh growing up. And playing Skyrim was like my first video game in a fantasy world. It just kind of just went, we just did yeah. stuff. Yeah, and yeah. there's dragons and there's different races and it was really cool the thing is though with Skyrim you don't really have a personality <laughs> <laughs> or a background really and mm-hmm. good that point. was lacking for me and I was like all right which this is usually how a lot of people start with fanfic I'm gonna do it myself <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, no, absolutely. So I've got a quick question. In that, mm-hmm. were you playing Skyrim and having this thought about your character and making fanfic for your Skyrim character? Was this happening before you played D and D timeline wise, um, or had you played D and D? Yes,
2: actually, it was yes. before.
1: So you were you were you were role playing, or mm-hmm. you were just re- it, uh, uh, one of the jokes uh, that I've had with friends that are writers is that it's. Uh, role-playing is just or uh, writing is sometimes just role-playing by yourself without
2: dice. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it sounds like you had all you, the ground was already laid for someone to walk up to you and be like, Hey, do you want to come to this D and D game?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and... really cool.
1: <laughs> it, yeah. It's
2: helped. Um, Cause like while I was writing like this sort of like self fanfic of like, well, who am I? Cause I'd like to be a little more attached to, a character anybody mm-hmm. else within the game of skyrim um and then i started thinking like oh no you've come up with your own main plot that is far <laughs> more interesting than the game oh no now you've started a story oh <laughs>
0: no it's a
2: whole other different world oh. so it's it's been a Look thing what you've done <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's been super over- overwhelming in, in a way but i keep having to remind myself like you don't have to like. Um, I talked I talk with my partner about this where, where a lot of the advice when it comes to world building specifically is what do you like in, in life and in the world and
0: mm-hmm.
2: try that with your world specifically. What inspires you? Well, I studied anthropology in college, so I, I care about culture a lot. Oh, cool. So, just focus on the culture. You don't have to come down and and, and figure out the currency of each uh, province. You really don't. Yeah, right no, now.
1: you don't need to know all the different species of of pine or oak trees or or the <laughs> variants really. therein. Yeah, right. Like unless you're into, unless you're an arborist and you want to go down that road, That's right? True. That's yeah. true. Which yeah.
2: uh, awesome. Um, but for me, like my the things I love the most is is like the culture aspect mm-hmm. and history. Um, like how did we get here presently? Um, and, and I do, it's kind of hard, but creating your own system of magic and like, how does that operate within your world? And I, I, I'm far from done, which I'm totally fine with. I've stopped beating myself up about it, (laughs) but, uh, this, this year I've worked on it more than I have in the past three years. Um, and D and D has helped a lot. And I've actually thought like, wouldn't it be cool if there's any fight scenes to try and turn that into like a little D and D game. Um, just like, so they miss cause you rolled or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And like thinking aspects, like w- what would the class be for this person or what their background would be. And it right. kind of just holds hands with, with D and D yeah. and um, it's been very there's, helpful
1: <laughs> yeah no there is a lot of hand holding between all of that like that that it's a it's a type of creativity that are very much uh, i would call them like siblings right like yeah. there's a lot of back and forth between the two um and I know i know that when i when i started playing and i immediately started i'd never written before and i you know i was in high school and i was writing stories about my characters right and then on into college, I ended up making a game world and writing stories about it and it just and it it just came out of it. It just was an extension of the fun and creativity we were having around the table, so yeah, yeah, it's a magical I think it's a magical dance, it's fun, it's fun. <laughs> I'm looking at the time, I think we're kind of close on time, so if it's all right with you, I think it's time for us to play my fantasy, would you rather, <laughs> okay? if you're down for that
2: yeah of course um
1: so all you have to do on your end is roll a d20 and uh, then i will ask you a weird question
2: and you get to of course and
1: then we have a discussion so whenever you're ready you can roll and give me the number
2: all righty i'm gonna roll my giant d20
1: okay oh that sounded huge
2: (laughs) it is pretty big uh 13
1: 13 okay Okay. So would you rather sleep in an overly crowded inn tavern or sleep in a dark, moldy, wet cave?
2: Oh, oh, the tavern for sure. I hate. Yeah. Okay. Nothing's worse than like being, feeling kind of wet. Yeah. That's not.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a, it's one of the no brainer questions on there, I think, because most, I don't know, I would be interesting to see who picks the cave. Yeah. Yeah. Tavern usually wins out. Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Makes perfect sense. I'm I'm gonna remember that for any upcoming graduate games I might put together for Kai Blackwater.
2: (laughs) Well, she's a water genasi, so so she she would be like
1: whatevs. Like, yeah, probably make it habitable.
2: (laughs) What's the problem? Um Exactly. (laughs)
1: okay, perfect alicia. Thank you so much um this has been great i love this i love this discussion i I wish you much luck in your dming and your your world building and i I would love to uh if you ever if you ever decide to uh run a game in the world you're building, if you ever decide to take that step oh, uh, I'd love to. send me a note let me know
2: It'll probably be Oh god. It'd probably be a while, but like
1: 2026 or something
2: like that. <laughs> probably. But no. <laughs> I mean, progress is progress and uh sure. and anything helps. And uh I definitely hope to really get it all figured out. Um sure. it's fun though. The invent it's it's the closest to Godlihood in a, in a way <laughs> sure, of, of sure. creating a world and people like not that i want to ever be a god but yeah
1: yeah but it but yeah, it's just a heck of a oh, lot of fun pretty. i've yeah yeah it's it, there is an addictive quality to it because you can just um really fall into it and
2: oh yeah move Which, especially
1: <laughs> you know if you need time away from the local news or things so, going on you Pull up the world building file and dive in, right? And yeah,
2: why do we play hundreds of, of hours control? of Skyrim or right,
1: right, read right. those
2: gigantic books? <laughs>
1: yep, exactly. It's all it's all tied together. All right, Alicia. Thank you so much. Uh thanks for sharing your stories with us. Okay. Thanks for being thanks for having here. Me. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I will I'll see you uh in a couple days at the next game.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank
1: you. All right. I want to thank Alicia Marie for coming on the show and uh, having that interview and that wonderful discussion. That That was a really good time. I hope everyone enjoyed it as much as I did. Moving on, let's talk about the show next week and what we're looking at. Dr. Hip and I will return with Wildest Plus next week and it is going to be, I guess you could call it a holiday special. We're going to make it a bit of an extended show. We are going to have our normal Wildest Plus episode, which may run a little over. And then Dr. Hip and I are going to kind of sit down and maybe have a little discussion about where we've been, where things are going, and just kind of have a uh, trip down memory lane for a little bit. That should be pretty fun. Now, last episode, I think that was when I said that we were thinking about taking a break at the first of the year and taking a week off. That is not the case. It would appear the stars have aligned, and we are going to have a very special interview to kick off uh, 2021. And that's all I'm going to tease you with right now. I think you'll enjoy it. If you're a fan of Wild is Plus, you'll definitely want to set the calendar for that show for sure. And that's kind of it. There's a couple small announcements that I have mentioned on the blog. Number one, uh, the URL will be staying the same, but it will be going to a different location if all the plans work out the way I would like for them to. (laughs) We'll see how that goes at the first of the year. And um, then I'm going to talk about Patreon levels here in just a minute. And uh, speaking of that, if you'd like to support the show... If you want to help us out and help keep the show going, you can do that in a couple different ways. You can do that just simply by sharing, liking, leaving a positive review for the show that helps us out immensely. Um, if you would like to help us out in other ways, you can, uh, check out down in the show notes. There will be a link to a one-time PayPal payment. If you would like to help the show out that way, if you would like to visit our Patreon, uh, Patreon.com forward slash Natural Geekery. You can check us out there and check out the tiers of support. And I mentioned this just a few minutes ago, but the tiers of support will be changing as well at the first of the year. Uh, They will will go through a slight modification. So if you you find something interesting there and you want to help support the show and keep us going, um, that would be uh, so appreciated. You have no idea. Uh, We do do special things for our patrons and there is more coming up for next year in that regard as well. So lots of stuff happening. If you want to contact us, if you want to ask questions, if you have a comment, if you want to be on the show, you can contact us at naturalgeekery at gmail.com. And I would love to interview you or talk about a game you're producing or anything like that. We are open for all manner of guests on the show. As long as you have an interest in role-playing games, storytelling and creativity, we're here for it. So yeah, drop us a line and that's it. Thanks for listening. Everybody as always, you're needed out here. Your creativity is needed out here. And, um, I hope everyone is going or heading towards a wonderful holiday season as we wrap up this crazy year. And I will see you next week on the special holiday edition. And yeah, have a good one. Keep shining, everybody. Bye-bye.